Let the kiki begin. Good evening, everybody. It is the 22nd of January, 2023, and we are here for another episode of Kiki with Key. And this is season three, episode two. So I want you guys to run into the kitchen, go make yourselves a drink, alcoholic or non-alcoholic, and then go get yourself a snack and come on back down because we about to Kiki and talk about some mess. y'all i am so happy to be recording another episode and talking to you guys i've been wanting to speak with you all all week but it was just so much going on like i had a lot to do with work and my job can be a little overwhelming sometimes but by the grace of god i have it it's a position i actually enjoy it's a position that's going to build and prepare me for my next role or my next position uh professionally and career-wise uh, that God has in store for me. So I'm just grateful for it. I'm grateful for the people that are mentoring me. I'm grateful for my director who had these talks with me. I'm grateful to be part of a great institution and working with a great agency. So it's a blessing. And, you know, if you guys listened to my uh, three episodes ago, uh, my, you know, episode where I was talking about how I'm back and I'm sorry that I forgot about y'all, the episode that I recorded a few weeks ago when I was in Texas, and I was telling you all, like, all the drama that I was going through at my old job, it is such a blessing and such a relief to be in a role and at an organization or institution that actually cares, you know, they care about building up and, you know, highlighting the achievements of their staffs and their employees and letting them know like, hey, you're appreciated here. And that really motivates me to just do more and more and more. Like there's been nights I've worked till two o'clock in the morning. I'm salaried. I'm not hourly. So I'm salaried. And, you know, my director's like, oh, why are you working that late? I'm like, I won't do this often, but I just needed to take care of something real quick. And I wanted to take care of other stuff, you know, before I went to bed and before I started work the next day. And I'm not a lazy person at all. It's just something that I was just, you know, stuff that I wanted to do and make sure that uh, no one else was going to uh, have to worry about later. It was like, well, you know what, since I'm doing this, I might as well complete this now. And that's just something that I constantly do. Uh, 
at this position because I'm so happy. I'm so motivated. Like I'm in a good mental space and it's a blessing. And that's also one of the reasons why I was able to restart this podcast because I was not in a good mental space for about a good year and a half, y'all. So we overcame that dark cloud, but thank God it's over and hopefully it'll stay gone and we could just, things will just improve and be better from now on. So with that being said, let's start this Kiki. First, I want to uh, start off this podcast or start off our topic, uh, giving my condolences to the families that were affected by the mass shooting at Monterey Park, California today. 10 people lost their lives due to the actions of a gunman. And years ago, I had a friend. Or I have a friend. I haven't spoken to her in years, but I don't want to say had as if she passed away or I had a fallen out with her. I just moved to D.C. So I haven't really spoken with her, but we are still friends on social media. Shout out to Anitra. Um, we were talking about, you know, children and stuff. And she was stating that she do not want to have kids because she don't want to bring them into this crazy world. And I kind of feel the same way. You know, when I was younger... I was like, oh, I kind of want, I want children. I thought like, you know, it's only natural to have kids and get married. Well, I didn't know, I wasn't sure if I was going to get married because as a gay person, and I knew I was gay since I was a child, I didn't think gay marriage would be possible. You know, it wasn't until uh, San Francisco legalized it in 2004. And then at that point, I was like, oh, I'm going to move to San Francisco. And I heard San Francisco was like a haven for gay people anyway. So until I was about 21 years old, I was all my dream was to move to San Francisco. Like, I'm like, I'm going to move to San Francisco um, because I know it's a haven for gay people. San Francisco always looks so beautiful and clean and pictures and postcards and descriptions. And I had the blessing to go to San Francisco for the first time when I was 27 years old because uh, one of my best friends, shout out to Blaze, her and her now husband, they lived in California, not too far from uh, San Francisco. So me and my sister flew out there to visit Blaze and her husband, Kevin. Um, and we all spent Thanksgiving weekend together. We were in the Bay Area. So uh, we were staying in Oakland, but we went to Oakland, San Francisco, Berkeley. And I really love that area. Like, I would love to live out there, to be honest. I'm just a little worried because uh, I'm scared to drive up and down those hills. Like, I'm frightened by that. And then also, I mean, it's Northern California, but um, uh, so I don't have to really worry about the fires too much like you know they do down in like malibu and la but i'm still worried about the earthquakes like that's something that we're not really used to on the east coast there are some that happen but they're not as damaging or as bad as the ones over there in california but yeah i um i'm like i don't want children i i i at now i don't want children at the time i did i'm like oh you know i moved to san francisco I'll meet the right guy. I'll get married there because it's legal and I'll have kids. You know, we'll use like an egg donor and we'll do artificial insemination. But as I've gotten older, my, you know, I guess desire not to have children has gotten stronger. I'm like, I don't want to have children. Like my friends have let me babysit their dogs for a couple of days at a time. And as much as I love the dogs, I really do. I'm like, this is a lot of work. 
I don't want to wake up in the morning and walk the dogs and then I have to go and walk them again later on in the day. And then, you know, let's say I'm working or I decide to go out that night or whatever. And the next morning, no matter how hungover or tired I am, I have to walk the dog again before, you know, I go to work or before I, you know, start the day if it's the weekend or holiday or whatever. I just... I can't deal with this. So that's with dogs. But with children, it's like, I I don't know. I wasn't raised. I was dragged up. And I do think I grew up to be a great person. I think I'm a good person. I've been told many times I'm a good person. I would like to think I'm a good person. But I'm just worried that, you know, if I do anything, like once action, it may, I may think might be a small action, but it might be a big action to someone else or uh they might take it the wrong way i don't ever want someone that's like dependent on me like a child i don't want them to grow up and think my dad failed me my dad didn't care about me and then they point to like a specific episode and they said this is where you fucked me up at this is what made you mad like it will really hurt me and also i just know what my parents i'm saying this in quotes what my parents did to me. And I believe in God. You know, I'm, I'm very uh, strong in my faith in God. Uh, but they're always talking about honor thy parents, honor thy parents. And I'm like, well, you have to actually have parents for, for you know, to honor. But a little bit of me is worried that me being so harsh on my... Well, I'm not being harsh on them. They did fail me. But fortunately, well, they didn't fail me. They failed raising me, but fortunately I had people to like, you know, pick me up and be like, Ken, it's okay. And I also just have the protection of God. Um, however, I'm worried that, you know, me speaking out against my parents, I don't want that karma coming back around me. And it's like, okay, well, you were speaking out against them so much, but now you have children or a child and they're resenting you or they hate you. Or dislike you the same way you dislike your parents. Like, if that was to happen to me, I would feel so broken, y'all. Like, I I would feel very broken. Like, I don't ever... I hate the feeling of people being disappointed in me. You know? Like, if you're mad at me, you hate me, you think I'm being a bitch because we were friends or lovers or whatever and we got into a fight, that's one thing. But disappointment to me is such a stronger emotion because with disappointments, like I actually have faith and hope, love, respect, all of that for you unconditionally. And you let me down. It wasn't like, oh, I'm mad at you. I'm pissed off with you. It's like you let me down. You let me down where it's like you shaking my faith, my foundation, all of that in me. That's what the word disappointment means to me. And I never want anyone to look at me like that. And like I said, children, they are defenseless little people. And it's up to their parents and their tribe to like raise them up, love them, build them up, protect them and everything. And I don't want, you know, me, I had to, you know, always look out for me and in a way be selfish for all of my life. You know, that's a hard habit to break. And I don't want it to be a case of, you know, I do, I continue some of those qualities, those traits, those characteristics, and I have a child. And then next thing you know, my child is, 18 years old saying you were never there for me you were selfish and they start giving me dozens of examples of how I was selfish and failed them and my child hates me I 
don't want that. And then also now with this shooter, I was rambling a little bit. Um, I have, I'm sending kids to school or I'm sending them to the store or the mall or letting them go out with their friends. And then somebody's having a bad day or they mad that their girlfriend or wife left them or cheated on them. So they want to take it off on, you know, random people, strangers. They want to be like, you know what? I'm going to kill these people because my girlfriend broke up with me. Or I'm going to kill this person because my favorite politician wasn't elected. Or I'm going to kill these people because I'm racist and I hate black people because my children will be black. And I just have like a fear of just like that might happen to somebody close to me or to me myself. So I feel guilty about bringing more people into this world to make them suffer. As I've gotten older, I'm still strong in that faith and that belief. But I've also realized, hey, Kian, you know what? You are a good person. I'm listening to people. They say you're actually a good person. One of my uh, really good friends, shout out to Ingrid. She has a daughter who I love very much. And she told me, you know, her daughter and I are talking and her daughter's six years old. So, you know, six-year-old kids, they're rambunctious. They have a lot of energy. And she said, you know, you're a very patient person because of how I interact with her daughter and how I interact with other children, you know, my other friends and their kids. And you know what? I do think in the future, I would be a great dad. So I still don't want to bring children into this world. However, I know there's a lot of unwanted children or children that were born under poor conditions and um, circumstances. So I would definitely be an adoptive parent, God willing. Like I would love to adopt a child or two. Um, preferably, I would adopt little boys because, you know, I feel like little girls definitely need nurturing, love, care, attention. But me being a little boy who was lost. I want to protect and make sure that another little boy who, you know, whatever their situation was, whether their parents died or they were unwanted, whatever the case may be, I want to say like, hey, you know what? You have a dad who loves you, who's going to uh, let you be the little boy that you need to be, be innocent, keep your innocence. And, you know, but at the same time, as you get older, I'm going to Raise you to be a man, a strong, confident, loyal, respectful man, and a great contributor to society, a protector, um, a head of household, whether your household includes another male partner or a female partner or non-binary, it is what it is. I'm going to make sure that the child that I raise, the young boy that I raise will grow to be a man who's about his responsibilities who's about protecting his loved ones, who's about, you know, just being a good person and not out here harming people and not out here being like a crazy gunman that's out here shooting, robbing, killing, raping people because he's having a bad day or because someone pissed him off. And since he's already here because of his circumstances, I'm not bringing a child biologically into the world. So I've made that decision a couple years ago and I stand by it. Uh, I'm 32 years old right now and I'm still, you know, figuring life out. But I did say that uh, when I'm 45, whether I'm in a relationship or not, I do think I'm going to adopt a child if the good Lord allows it. So that's 12 and a half years from now. So uh, what's today's date? January 22nd, 2023. 
So yeah, by June of 2025 or 2035, oh, excuse me, I may be a father, y'all. Who knows? And me and my son will have a podcast called Kiki with Ken and Sons. <laughs> but yeah, uh, shout out to those families. Um, but anyway, I want to talk about living like an upper middle class white woman. That is what today's topic is about. So let me tell y'all. I was in Texas and I was visiting my friend Shaquille and uh, my friend Yolanda and my friend Annie was down there with us. This was for, what's the holiday? New Year's. Y'all, I've been drinking. I'm actually kind of drunk, but forgive me. But um, We were visiting my friend Shaquille for New Year's and her and Yolanda, they used to be roommates when um, they lived in, uh, when, we, when they lived in the DC area. The rest of us still do, but Shaquille moved to Texas. So... They introduced me to this show called Summer House. And I'm like, oh, Summer House. They're like, oh, it's on Bravo. You can watch it on Peacock. And I told you guys, I just found out I got Peacock like a month and a half ago. So I've been watching Peacock a lot lately. I actually spent most of today watching episodes of Summer House. Watching that show, it reminds me of my goal to live like an upper middle class white woman. No, not like Joanne the Scammer. I know uh, people think that I got upper middle class white women from Joanne the Scammer. I actually didn't know about Joanne the Scammer at all until a friend of mine sent it to me, like a video on Twitter of Joanne the Scammer. And they only sent it to me because they said, this reminds me of you always talking about wanting to live like an upper middle class white woman. So let me tell you what an upper middle class white woman is. Sex in the city, those broads. Not Carrie so much because, you know, she, her finances were never stable. But like Miranda, Charlotte, Samantha, you know, they all were working professionals. They all were able to go out to like parties and events on the weekday, weeknights, excuse me, and weekdays, but also work on the weekdays. And then their weekends were at these brunch spots and they were able to go on trips and live their lives and date and have sex and you know, had great sense of fashion. That was or is my dream to live like, you know, I am a city boy. I love living in a city. I love being in the middle of everything. I love fashion. I am a subscriber to Vogue magazine. I look at the clothes. I wish I can afford them, but I can't. However, I can afford the colognes that they promote in the uh, magazines. And I also look for like cheaper alternatives. Like I'll look for like nice clothes that look like these Vogue clothes, but I'll go on websites that are significantly cheaper than like Ralph Lauren and, you know, all of that other stuff. But I want to like drink wine when I go home. I've been drinking martinis all day. I have like a cocktail shake maker. I have a bar at my house. I have so much going on. And it's because I just love living like an upper middle class white woman. I love sex in the city. I love all of that. And Summer House just reminded me of all of that because you have like these friends that are well-to-do. Um, they're young professionals. And every summer they rent a beach house in the Hamptons. So I'm in D.C. So I guess our Hamptons would be more like Eastern Shore, Maryland or Rehoboth, actually. It'll be more Rehoboth. And growing up in like my part of Pennsylvania, we went to Rehoboth anyway. But And I've been to Rehoboth a few times. But... I would love for me and my friends to be like, you know what, let's start renting beach houses in Rehoboth over the summer. And then every weekend throughout the summer, we just go there. And now with, you know, COVID and, you know, a lot of people are 
able to work from home now. I can probably even stay the whole week at the beach house and just work from home, but enjoy like the jacuzzi or going to the beach or whatever the case may be. So I, that's all I'm saying. I would love to live like that on a full-time basis. And it really motivates me at work to just keep doing this stuff. Like, okay, you know what, Ken? If you just keep working towards your goals, you'll be able to afford to be able to do summer houses with your friends at Rehoboth Beach or maybe even in a beach in a different country. You know, maybe we could do uh, pull our money together and actually buy a piece of property in a different country and do like a timeshare there, you know, where we split days of the year or times of the year where we could stay there or, you know, just I go on international trips every other year but maybe i could do that more frequent i just love the idea of living like carrie bradshaw and all of them holes from sex in the city because to me it was so glamorous it was so great and watching that show just really reminded me that hey you know what this might be a reality show but these people work hard and these people are young professionals like you. Some of these people are only like a couple years older than me. And it's very possible. I just have to learn to save my money, to budget better, allocate my money, make more money as well. Because, you know, with the increasing inflation, it's hard, you know, doing catch up, catch up. But I'm just keep working on that. So that way, you know, maybe one day me and my friends are having a nice beach house in Rehoboth Beach, twerking, busting it open, drinking having celebrities and famous people coming to our house and we hooking up with people that's all i'm saying like a classier version of jersey shore so i actually go to seaside i haven't been there in a couple years because um last year i just had so much going on and a one weekend i was supposed to go last year i had covid so well, i actually had covid for like two weeks it was bad and mind you i am double boosted and well i'm double i have the double vax i'm double vaccinated excuse me and boosted so I'm still an advocate of the vaccine. Um, I do believe if I was not vaccinated, I would have been taken out. The vaccine saved my life. That's where I stand with that. But anyway, I couldn't go, but I go to Seaside all the time and I enjoy Seaside. I love it. I love the memories and things that I make with my friends. One of my friends is no longer with us, but you know, she's always going to be in my heart and in my memories and pictures and all of that. She's a, she was a great person, but my other friends, you know, and her, of course, my friend that's no longer here, we have, you know, we enjoy Seaside. However, Seaside is a little, you know, a little rough around the edges. You know, I enjoy it, but definitely Hamptons, Rehoboth Beach, maybe St. Bart's or St. Martin's, that type of summer house, that's definitely what I'm going for in the future. So, um, I'm working on that. And it's just also important that we start focusing on saving our money. Uh, I've actually created a budget plan for myself. Uh, with inflation going high and things are increasing, it's important that we start to recognize that, you know, money is more important you know what TV and everybody says it is. They're like, oh, money doesn't money doesn't make you happy. Money doesn't do this. Money doesn't do that. I, I think that's a lie. You know, I don't think money makes you happy, but I think lack of money will make you unhappy, make you sad, make you miserable. Like, let's keep it real. Money does make the world go round. 
Money does pay the bills. Money does keep you warm at night. Money does provide a sense of security and safety. So, and also allows you to indulge in luxuries that you want to enjoy. And mine is to have like summer houses, to go on trips, to do fashion, to go to brunch, that type of stuff. So we just need to be mindful that, you know, whenever we apply for jobs and work at jobs, like make sure that they're compensating us correctly, make sure that we allocate our money correctly and make sure that we're spending our money wisely. That's all. And I, like I said, I'm still paying off student loans. I'm going to be in debt for a while. But one thing I'm proud of myself is I decided last summer to take a charge in my finances. I cut up my credit cards. I started saving money again. I started um, a budget sheet. Uh, I budgeted my vacations as well as savings. So that way I still have my nest egg. God forbid something happens. But I also have money if I'm like, you know what? I want to go to Panama for the week or like I'm going to Spain in March for my friend's bachelor party. I'm like, you know what? I have money set aside for that because not only did he tell me, but I'm budgeting for vacations as well. And it's just a it's just part of adulting and also for my quest to live like an upper middle class white woman. That's what it is. But um, you guys, I enjoy talking to you guys as usual. Uh, this is going to be a short episode tonight, but I will return with a longer episode. And the next episode is going to be a little ratchet. So make sure you got your hard liquor, not seltzer, not beer, but your hard liquor ready because I got a crazy story or rather a anecdote to tell y'all. So I love you all. You guys have a great work week. I hope you enjoyed your weekend and we will kiki soon. Bye bye.